GM, GM, welcome to another Web3 Futurist podcast. Today we are going to be talking about the FTX saga, everything that's been happening over the past couple of days, and we are going to be introducing a couple of new projects and a couple of new guests to talk about all the devastating news and how we can move forward as a community. If you don't already follow us, be sure to follow us at Metopia Metopian on Twitter. Check us out on Twitter, Discord, Medium, Gitbook, and everything else. But without further ado, I hope you enjoy. The FTX saga and everything that's kind of unfolding um, and has been unfolding over the last week or so. Um, I think it's, for us, it's, it's quite tough to be, um, you know, running our project as usual and, and, you know, trying to ignore this kind of issue. I think it's very important to address this issue. And we've decided to pull in a couple of our um, close friends or, or projects or people that we um, want to hear from regarding this whole thing. And we'll just go around in a circle and um, a few folks could maybe introduce your projects, um, your role, what you do over there, and maybe when you got into Web3. So we start with you, Wei. How's things with you, man? Thanks, Duan. Hi, everyone. This is Wei. Uh, very, very pleasure to be here. So I'm the community manager from uh, uh, the project Next.id. So it's a DID protocol um, initiated by Mask Network. We aim to provide uh, a whole new solution for Web3 users. Comparative to your uh, drive license, uh, your passport, but the ownership is uh, all by yourself. And that's what we're doing right now. And uh, I think I have instructions asking, when did you get into Web3? Actually, I just joined the space for only less than a month, uh, less than uh, less a, uh, half a year, maybe four or three mo- five months is now. But uh, I almost feel like I've, I've been getting through uh, several years. So it's a long time and many things happen. And very happy to join you. Oh, well, thank thank you so much for the introduction, Wei. And um, I think you're playing it down and being a bit humble, but you also worked at Google. Um, so that's, that's you know, you have a really good CV and, and really good credentials under your belt. So thank you so much for that. Okay, I think we can move on to maybe Connect3. Um, maybe introduce the project and, and yeah, tell us a bit about the project. Yep. Hey, everyone. My name is Drew. I am the business lead at Connect3. And at Connect3, we are building an open social protocol that enables users to own permission and monetize their interest graph and use that interest graph to easily connect with people, services, and content on the open social web. So I've been working in Web3 for uh, just about a year, and uh, we're super excited you know, to help build out this project in the community. And uh, please feel free to check us out on Twitter as well as check us out at connect3.world. And thanks for having us here, and we're happy to uh, discuss, you know, uh, what's going on. Thanks. Cool. Thanks so much for the introduction. Really appreciate um, you joining our space. I believe this is probably your first time um, joining the space of ours, so welcome, welcome. I'm going to pass the floor over to Kai. How are you doing, Kai? Hi, thanks for inviting me. Uh, so this is Kai, and uh, I'm a work- uh, working on a social project called Parmuse, and uh, Parmuse is the uh, is a network discovery protocol that uh, you can be used for uh, decentralized identification and also um, 
to identify users so bond attributes. Uh, hopefully, we can one provide some uh, economic value for users' data as well as the, how users find each other. And and uh, how I got into Web three is about a year ago. I used to work um, on some other social apps uh, in the Web two world. Um, and uh, year about a year ago, I found the new um, area, the decentralized ID. Um, most people build it with the um, domains, with the social um, protocols, with the different dApps. And uh, that's when I got invited into um, a team building uh, the ID project. And uh, yeah, that's how the journey starts. Cool, thank you so much for that. And I think um, there's a lot of overlap with um, both what we do at um, Utopia and Connect3 and, and, and your project, Kai. I think... Um, there's a lot of projects out there that are, you know, doing DID and reputation systems. So I think there's a lot of um, collaboration that we could potentially do in the future. So super excited for that. And last but not least, Harry, it's been a while since we've last caught up in Singapore. How's everything with you? Yeah, it's good, man. Good to see you again. Yeah. Um, do you just want to tell us a bit about Brave New DAO, what you guys do, and, and maybe your journey into Web3? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, Brave New DAO is a little different to some of the other projects on here. So we're, we're an investment DAO, which, um, uh, again, unlike other DAOs, focuses on investing in real world assets. So we're using crypto rails, web free rails to lend to climate technology, like real world climate technology businesses. All the loans are asset backed, they're super secure. So basically, on the one on the one side, we're giving uh, Web three investors real world, safe, secure yield uh, on their stable coins that's backed by real world value, real world assets. And on the other side, we're giving climate technology companies uh, the right financing that they need to scale. So, somewhat topical after this week, in my opinion, um, I'm a big believer in that we should be using crypto to drive real world value. Uh, uh, as opposed to only just doing digital stuff. So, uh, yeah, so, so my journey into Web3, I mean, I've been messing around in the space for ages on, on the sidelines. Um, uh, first was messing around with Bitcoin, like 2012, 2013. Um, and then, yeah, it's just always been something that's like on my mind. I kind of like, like the ethos behind it, uh, see it develop, and then start to kick stuff off more seriously start of last year. And, um, yeah, this is where we got to. Oh, thank you so much for that introduction. And just a bit about me. Um, I'm obviously running, you know, this through the Metopia account, but um, I think, you know, what we're going to go into a bit later on, I'm obviously not speaking on behalf of Metopia, speaking on behalf of myself, Stephen. Um, I got into crypto and blockchain in about 2017. So I worked in a couple of companies, um, my journey there, and then I went back into traditional finance. Um, and then here I am back in Web3. So I've done, you know, both both sides of things. Um, but it's, it's, it's pretty devastating to see what's been happening and unfolding over the last couple of days with um, the whole FTX saga. So unless you've been living under a rock, um, there's been a lot of things going on. And I'll just, you know, maybe give a quick kind of brief and, and timeline of, of what happened or what has been happening over the past couple of days. So I, everything started in November 6th um, when the CEO of Binance, CZ, tweeted out that they will actually be get, get getting rid of their FTT holdings, which is the, the token for um, FTX. And it seems like um, some people were maybe speculating about whether he was salty because maybe FTX was lobbying against um, Binance. And 
so for those folks that don't know, FTX was actually one of the largest um, lobbyists for the Democratic Party. Um, donated about $40 million over the course of the midterms, which just finished up a couple of days ago. And it seems kind of hypocritical. So um, that kind of freaked people out. And there was a lot of run-on effects. Um, they came out and tweeted that they were okay and that CZ was, um, you know, maybe, um, you know, being a bit overdramatic about what, what's been happening. Um, and then Binance tried to acquire um, FTX, but then after looking at their balance sheet, they were like, ooh, Maybe it's not a good um, investment for us um, because the balance sheet was all off. Um, and then, yeah, a couple of days ago or maybe yesterday, they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy over in, in the state. So it's it's quite tough. Um, it's said to have over 100 entities involved uh, with maybe a million creditors um, and a billion dollars worth of funds missing. Um, so when you really dig into the details of what's been happening over the space, it's pretty devastating. So um, I just want to, you know, give that kind of introduction into what we're going to be talking about. And yeah, I just want to um, hear all your thoughts about what's happening in the space and how you guys have maybe personally been affected or how your project has been affected. Uh, we'll start with maybe you, Wei. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I think this thing is quite huge, huh? And I really feel sorry for um, people who are doing nurses during this time. And, and also, I think it just uh, triggered another problem or questions. Uh, it's, it's, all, it's always on the table. Uh, the referral is not your, not your uh, key, not your, to not your crypto. I think so. Even after like, I joined this space only half a year, but I truly believe central exchanges are not the destination. Destination. Should, should, uh, I think we should we shouldn't trust any central exchanges. And for me, even though I myself didn't lose any cryptos from uh, FTX Saga, but I decided to uh, purchase a hardware wallet. So I wanted to do the wallet myself. I want uh, to do a cold install and to store the crypto from myself and don't put it in the, the central exchange. I think this is an essential way to do. And yeah, I think yeah, this is a kickoff. Let's hand off to the next speaker. Yeah, thanks for that. I think, um, you know, obviously having the, the keys to your wallet and your, your holdings is very important. Um, and I think, you know, now that this has happened, centralized exchanges are, you know, um, un, un, under the fire. You know, a lot of people are maybe um, very unsure right now, um, especially with what's happened. So um, maybe I'll pass it over to you, uh, Connect3, about, you know, um, how this has maybe affected your project and how, how, how's, how, how are your community feeling about this right now? Yeah, so first of all, I was like pretty shocked when I heard this because um, I was actually a big fan of FTX. I was also an early user. Um, so previously I was in China and I, I was actually using Binance quite a lot because just like a lot of the features were, were pretty amazing. Um, but obviously there's a huge gap in features between Binance and Binance.us. So uh, when I moved back to the US, I was actually just using FTX. Um, and obviously, like I had everything stored, um, um, you know, like in my own wallet, uh, not not on the exchange itself. But it really just kind of makes you wonder, like what, like how much decentralization is possible? Because um, if you look at the world today, um, and if you just look at the properties of the universe, um, like power power laws, power curves, 
um, is true decentralization really possible? I think it's like a super fascinating uh, topic and discussion. And at Connect3, like how this affects our project, um, we were actually invested uh, in uh, by FTX. Uh, so they were one of our early investors. Um, but in terms of like how it impacts our project, it, it I, I don't think it's really going to have that massive of, uh, of an impact. Um, we didn't have any of the tokens. Um, and, and so like on that front, it's all good. Um, but it really makes us, you know, think more about the wallet as the destination of the identity. And, you know, uh, it's, it's great to have decentralization. I think that's what we all want. Um, but as Wei mentioned, you know, if, if, uh, it's, if it's not your keys, it's not your crypto. And I think that goes for your identity as well. Uh, and that's like what we're really interested in is how to enable users to own permission and monetize their identity uh, and be able to use that identity to plug into any service um, or connect with other people. Uh, or use it for um, making your life better through life services recommendations. So I think you can definitely have centralization, um, but if your identity is, if you own your identity and you have the keys to your identity, um, and then you can use that identity to log into other services, those other services could be uh, centralized. Um, but your identity itself is, uh, you're in control of it. Um, and I think that's uh, probably what's going to happen. Um, it's just hard for me to imagine a world where everything is decentralized. I think you, I think you just have to have, uh, if, you, if you think of gravity um, and mass, uh, it always moves to some form of centralization, uh, whether it's monopolies or oligopolies within economics or uh, even within physics. Um, I kind of just see, I, I think it's difficult to imagine a world that's completely decentralized. But I think the first step is to, um, you know, find a real use case for Web3. I think that's where a lot of people are struggling right now. And a lot of projects are struggling. It's because you can't get the adoption. So where is the adoption going to come from? And I think like, and there's, you know, a lot of similar projects uh, presenting tonight um, as speakers. It seems like we're doing very similar things, but it's, I, I really think it's the identity component. People should have the keys to to their identity and be able to use that identity as a universal login. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at right now. Do you think, um, just to follow up question, you know, um, where do you draw the line in terms of you know having your identity online? Um, you know, how how do you kind of because I I guess you know maybe the ethos of Web three and what Satoshi um, believed in was you know um, suit you know, being maybe pseudonymous or anonymous, you know, where do you kind of draw that line when it comes to something right. like this? Good question. Yeah, good question. So I think um, I, I, I kind of want to attack this from multiple angles. One angle is real name identity. I think real name identity is extremely important. Um, so if you look at WeChat, I'm not sure how many people on this call are familiar with WeChat, but WeChat is uh, kind of in my opinion, I, I used WeChat for 10 years. And um, it, it, in my opinion, it's the best app ever made. And one of the reasons that makes it so trusted by people is because it's real name identity. You literally upload your government issued ID to WeChat and link your bank account to it. And that form of identity makes it so that you represent yourself in the world as a real entity and other people can trust your identity. So I think trust is really the, the fundamental uh, component uh, that we need. 
And uh, if you don't have trust, you can't have any form of economic transaction. So I think the basis of everything comes down to trust. Um, sometimes in the Web3 world, it's uh, called reputation. Uh, but trust and identity, I think, are the essence. And it has to be based on real name identity. So if you look at, uh, like, you know, Western products like Twitter, Discord, Telegram, to me, it's just like a, a, a massive mess because there's all these bots. Uh, no one knows how many bots there are on Twitter. Uh, no one knows whose identity is whose. So you can have like uh, anonymous identity, but if you can't trust the entity behind that anonymous identity, then it's very hard for you to engage in trade. It's very hard to engage in any form of uh, economic activity. So I think the real basis is how do you establish trust and identity? And then how do you create a framework where that trust and identity can be propagated throughout the entire network? Um, so that, that's, that's, that's what I believe about like anonymous versus real name identity. I, I'm, I'm a real fan of real name identity and establishing like trust between entities. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And, and I think there's a bit of overlap in what we do. So what we're doing at Metopia is actually um, establishing Web3 reputations. So we can maybe explore the idea a bit later on, but I want to um, get to the rest of the crew. So Kai, um, do you want to kind of introduce... Well, no, actually, we've already done the introductions, but do, like, how are you feeling with the whole FTX saga? How has that affected you? And um, any, any additional thoughts and comments about what's happening? Yeah, thanks. Uh, well, this thing happens really fast. I think the first clue comes even before um, CZ uh, sent out the first tweet. It's, um, I think it's Coindesk uh, sent out the first early tweet about uh, questioning Alamander's uh, balance sheet. Uh, and uh, in just two, three days, and this entire scandal involved into a, a huge affair packed the entire industry. Uh, some of my friends have lost their uh, assets uh, locked in FTX, partly because they, uh, it's more convenient to put your assets in a um, centralized uh, exchange, and partly because it's a well-established, uh, it's known as the big three, right? The, the Binance, the FTX, and the coin, uh, Coinbase. So, um, yeah, most people can't imagine that happening so fast, and uh, you can't even take a quick response. Um, some people, like, uh, I know a few people quickly uh, move their asset out of the uh, exchange, um, but uh, pretty soon it stopped the, with, uh, the withdrawal. Um, or pending, I think it um, suspended all withdrawal requests uh, pretty soon. Um, some put their asset on FT, uh, FTX US, um, but that got suspended recently. So um, some of them are um, OGs of somehow, uh, some of them have large amount of assets locked in the exchange right now. I, I even got involved with one of the, uh, I think there's a telegroup uh, for people uh, trying to um, get their money, uh, get their uh, asset back. Um, they try to start a new DAO somehow and uh, collect names and uh, uh, find information of people, uh, see if they can do anything. But I think for for now, it's uh, this the impact has been more than um, the loss of some assets of some uh, exchange users. Um, it's if. It 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 uh, evolved into a, 
a big thing affect uh, the project they invested and uh, even the confidence of the entire industry and the users. Um, there has been the um, there has been the question um, on how the entire crypto market uh, how strong it is um, the level of confidence and uh, what's the real uh, real world scenario. And right now, as the multiple different um, scandals and uh, uh, collapse of big uh, organizations, uh, yeah, no, no wonder these uh, these questioning uh, will evolve to um, affect more people. Uh, I think that's really the real um, big impact after all these events. Um, not only the loss of some uh, personal assets, it's uh, uh, how to build confidence of um, for builders, for investors, for users um, to um, move things forward. Um, yeah, I guess I guess we'll come to this top, come back to this topic later on um, the centralized versus decentralized exchange, um, how users can learn and how the market can involved after this. But yeah, I think for right now, the impact has been there and it's pretty obvious. Uh, everyone has to um, yeah, find, find their way around it. Thanks for that. And we definitely will talk about the case for decentralization um, and maybe the consequences for, for, for um, the people responsible. But before we get to that, Harry, um, any thoughts on, on what's been unraveling and any additional comments? Yeah, for sure. So, like, um, I mean, I saw it in basically in real time. It was it was a token token week in London, so it was like a big conference. So, all the crypto people were were in London. Uh, lots of events going on, lots of side events, uh, particularly, and then it was literally all raveling while we were at at drinks. So it was, it was definitely interesting. Definitely affected a lot of people. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's super tough for the industry. Like, uh, what from a reputational standpoint, for sure, because. Um, this is effectively what the kind of crypto haters have been saying for a long time is that's not regulated as well, West, all this kind of stuff. So it's annoying that this has kind of happened. I think when I, when I chat to those kind of people, I, I, um, I try and remind them that, uh, th that this was fraud. This was like, this is a real issue from like one person. Like he defrauded all of his uh, user base. He was being wildly, wildly irresponsible with the funds and did illegal stuff. It was like it was it was really, really illegal. The SEC is going to come after him. Uh, I was read. I was uh, listening to a bit on the on on Coinbase CEO where he was um, he he was saying when we did seven billion in revenue, they were doing one billion in revenue. Yet they seem to have. 10 times the liquidity of us and that's what i didn't understand and that's the warning sign of, I, I should have seen uh i mean like the guy was just wildly irresponsible you know he like he had this uh perception of him uh living under his desk in the bahamas all he does is work he lived in a 40 billion um a 40 million pound house in, in the uh, dollar house in the Bahamas. He was on track to be the largest donator of the Democrats ever. Uh, he has nine percent of Robinhood and was just making continued continuous investment. Like the guy was, the guy's really really dodgy, and and the funny thing was he was one of the largest um, uh, advocates for not regulating crypto. And I think that's a topic we need to discuss now. Is like where's regulation good because it would stop stuff like this and it would improve the um, uh, the reputation of the industry and 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 make. Big. So, like with with what we do with with Brave New DAO, 
we speak to a lot of big institutional money, like a lot of big institutional money. And those conversations would be so much easier if there was a, a bit more regulatory um, clarity on everything we do. So I think as an industry, it's important to at least discuss this and understand um, how like how we should approach this stuff. In terms of centralization versus decentralization, I don't think this is an issue for that. I think there are cases for decentralization and cases for centralization. For me, decentralization is so important in the bigger protocols. For example, Bitcoin, like that makes sense to be fully decentralized. If you're an individual project that needs to move fast, an element of centralization then, then makes more sense. However, it is an uh, important uh the issue here was governance you know he was he was uh, a single party at the top that was just doing whatever he wanted with the funds he had available you would never get that in a traditional fund ever so that's a problem of governance a proper board of directors a proper people around him proper voting structures when you're managing that amount of retail money is so key and if the crypto industry wants to mature we're going to have to to get there like we can't just keep being a wild west so that's that's my opinion of it i think it's a pretty pivotal moment in the industry for sure like this is a this this is a hundred percent one we'll look back on it's going to be tough in the market you know like it's going to be real tough um for for the next while it's just really important we look at the the, the base principles and, and rebuild as an industry no i completely agree on on what you've said um harry and you know being in the space for a couple of years i saw the rise and the fall of the ico boom and everything in 2017 and i thought then that was you know where everything hit the fan but it's crazy to see you know a couple of years later we've seen the fall of three arrows capital and then luna and and doquan and now ftx and i feel like this ftx thing is you know the final nail in the coffin for a lot of um, folks that um had a bit of hope in the space right so um that's 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 very insightful stuff and we definitely we will um i guess transition into the topic of decentralization and centralization so way what do you think about um about about that you know where do we draw the line when it comes to decentralization yeah it's a very great topic talking about this um i actually i try to say this things when this uh in 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 many places i think decentralization also on uh I think this whole thing is not rather a result. Uh, it's not a, de- a system we're designed to achieve. It's rather like, what do you want? And uh, what's the basis consensus between us and what you believe in? And then uh, the whole system will, will be formed after that. It's not rather we are designing the thing. Why, why I'm saying this is because I think all these things are three Arrow Capitals, Nuna, and FDX um, had fall out. It's not because um, I think it's only because people are all, all, uh, too obsessed uh, of gambling the market. Like the capital, right? Cap- uh, the capitalism is only a tool. You use that to create something. So that's that's the fundamental thing. If you're not doing it, if you're always doing it in in in, in uh, bio, uh, bio and selling, dumping, etc. If you're only doing things like this, eventually it will burn out. I think in the end, because it doesn't create any value, right? Right? Uh, from the productivity side, or from uh, your, are you any creating any services other people, human beings need, right? I think this is a basic, basic thing. So back to the question. This is why I think also uh, um, 
referring to my project I'm working on, the DID project, it's, it's the same thing. Like, if you believe it, no matter it's uh, your engineers, no matter uh, your traders, also, uh, you want to take the responsibility back to yourself. You want you want to do something to create create some uh, create maybe a product maybe a service other people need it. If you are doing things like this, I'm not saying you're gonna be uh, endure a failure in a longer future. You will uh, you will join the journey, and uh, that's will be continue on. But you only like enjoy obsessed on gambling the market, and the end will come to you finally. I think so. So. Yeah, the question is, I think decentralizing all, all this whole thing is that depends on uh, what you believe. If you're obsessed and gambling your money, then then, then this, this future wouldn't come for you. Cool. Thanks for that insight, Wei. And um, for the for those panelists, if you have any additional comments, um, feel free to just you know chime in. Um, don't want this to be super robotic. Um, so, Harry, do you have yeah, anything yeah. to say that? Yeah. So, so firstly. Um, basically what I say to always people and we say this on our pod all the time is that a decentralization is a spectrum you can, you're not either de- you're not either centralized or decentralized you're somewhere on that spectrum right so uh, the, 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 the vast end of the spectrum being centralized being like one person like tyrannical power that's like super centralized and then massively t- decentralized obviously uh, you're looking at the kind of Bitcoin type protocols and all the other um, uh, protocols sit somewhere on that spectrum. Right. So it's it's not a case of shall we be centralized or shall we be decentralized? It's like, where do we want to sit on those on that spectrum? So, for example, when we started going around making Brave New DAO and making what we wanted to do, we did a lot of research in the, into the other DAOs, like a lot of research uh, that, that is similar to in our space. You know, investment DAOs are investing in real-world assets in the space. And from the outside looking in, it all looked amazing. It all looked great. Like, it was all ideological, all this kind of stuff. When we actually started speaking to people in the DAO and actually started to really get under the hood of what was going on, it was a mess. It was really, really a mess because... Um, they, they they had decentralized too fast and too much, uh, uh, particularly too quick. So I believe you can get to full decentralization. But if you're trying to do something like an investment fund, this is really complicated stuff, like really, really complicated stuff, which requires a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge, a lot of a lot of hard hard yards as well. You know, like one of the biggest problems was that because it was a DAO and because everyone was, uh, it was decentralized, all this kind of stuff, no one was doing the real hard yards needed, like the proper due diligence you would do if you were in like a wider credit fund, for example. So in that scenario, it makes more sense to centralize certain activities in that DAO uh, um, to make sure that the due diligence was as thorough as it needed to be. For example, you know, so it's so, so 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 basically, my theory on most things it changes for every individual service. For example, I'm a big Bitcoin fan. I I, I love the idea that's like fully decentralized. Love that. Uh, but in in terms of the specific services, what I think people wanted was more decentralization, not full decentralization, uh, uh, and um, uh, and a lot more transparency, a lot more openness, a lot more understanding, a lot more ability to contribute. A lot more ability to vote but like not everyone should be voting on what coffee's in the office you know so it's stuff like that like that that's that's my opinion it's just like we need to work out f- 
for each service, where do you personally want to sit on the spectrum of decentralization? Like, uh, and also imagine if all of your services were decentralized, right? Uh, and you had to contribute to all of your services, you never get anything done. So there's some things in my life I do want centralized and there are some really critical things I just want decentralized. So um, yeah, massive believer in, in, in that point. It's just like, you got to work out where you feel comfortable on that spectrum. I have a little bit to add on the Harriet point. I think why I see this about uh, personal recognition, the personal mindset on this. Let's see uh, if we do it in a decentralized way, we wouldn't be able to like believe what they said, right? Like all these things, three Aero Capital, Luna, FTX, all these things uh, had fall out to be a big fraud. Why is that? Because they told us the thing. They want you, they want you to believe it. If that's so, right? It's not happened to wrong. They do evil, evil things behind your back. So this is the thing. If you if you truly believe it and uh, decentralize, you wouldn't net that responsibility of your own to hand out. You never hand it out to other people. You do it by yourself. Like I mentioned, you would do your world store, your cryptos in your hardware wallet. That, that's the key. If you were doing, if we were doing this, then we're doing it in a decentralized way. We uh, take ourselves in security. Just say a little bit thing on this. Thanks for that, Wei. And Drew and Kai, do you folks have anything to add in terms of um, what Harry and Wei have spoken about? Yeah, not much on my side. Um, I, 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 I uh, definitely agree with Harry and Wei. Uh, it's definitely a spectrum. And it really comes down to who's, I mean, if you have, it, I'm taking FTX as an example, it's obviously like a one-man show. And one man brought down the entire system. So um, I think, you know, when you're, when you're talking about services, someone has to run the service so you have to make sure you have the right checks and balances and separation of powers um and uh, something that, you know harry mentioned earlier on is also the regulation component and i think that's definitely something that's missing right now so i think we have to come to some sort of agreement on you know what is the regulation what are the rules um what's fair um and how to create a system um of checks and balances and and power um, where where you have uh, where you have like individuals who can um, freely contribute, um, but also do it in a way that's efficient, um, fast, and scalable. So uh, it it definitely comes down to a spectrum. Um, but aside from that, I don't, I don't really have too many more thoughts. So I'll pass it on to uh, Kai. Uh, yeah, I don't have a I don't have comments on that. But uh, it's, I think it's more than the decentralization thing. Uh, um, it's how we build trust on things. I, I mean, uh, in some scenarios, you only you need to trust uh, the organization. You need to trust the certain people. Like for FTX, uh, of course, he set up as uh, in especially the early days uh, from uh, his personal reputation, from his uh, um, personal legend, from the comments from investors, and his. Um, personality and all these autism thing and uh, that fits the not perfectly fit the imagination of uh, a gig start uh, um, big company and uh, make his own empire um, but uh, you see in the in the web3 world we um, tend to trust more on code and 
protocols. Um, for example, if you put you want to put a, add a new token to Uniswap, you don't need to contact a, B, a BD team or um, to know somebody from Uniswap uh, organization or you sign a contract or something. You just do it without permission. And uh, if there's something wrong with it, we should be able to know uh, from the user, from the community, from uh, checking the open source code uh, repo uh, of the product. Um, but um, some pro projects or some, especially the centralized uh, projects, that's a different. You have to trust the people. You have to trust the, the narrative of the uh, founder. You have to trust uh, who are their investors. Um, you don't know what's going on. I think I think it's uh, how we um, design the mechanism to prevent the greedy nature of human being. Uh, the problem I, by greedy, I don't I don't mean um, um, I don't mean how some founders imp um, have some founders use money to improve their means of life, um, live a luxury, live in luxury mansions um, like SBF. Uh, I mean, for the case of SBF, he's using a lot of leverage, especially sometimes by financial engineering, by some um, by fraud, um, using money um, from users. Um, that's the greedy part. Um, especially for um, it's it's very hard to uh, reject the um, the temptation. There's a lot of uh, liquidity out there, and uh, you have. Some projects and uh, some organization need a lot more liquidity. Uh, how do you prevent yourself from doing that? I don't trust um, any human nature or organization design or company culture or things like that to prevent these kind of uh, um, misbehavior. I only trust the code. I only trust the openness of the protocol. I only trust the um, there should be many eyes looking at um, what the team is doing, what the protocol is doing, so I could uh, I, I could have a confidence that my money wouldn't be moved away silently to fill another hole in some other projects related. Uh, so maybe I we can achieve some way in a decentralized uh, in a centralized project or uh, uh, find a spot on the spectrum. But I think the key is how we build trust um, for projects like that. Um, it should somehow um, be built with code or with um, some mechanism uh, design approach. Yeah, I, I I agree with that because I, th I think what a lot of people are forgetting as well is this is a tale as old as time in the financial markets. You know, um, there's someone with a, a load of money, a load of retail money. They uh, in a bull market, they get overexcited and over leverage themselves, investing customer money. Then when the bear market hits, it all goes all goes wrong and and they lose everyone's capital like this has been happening for so long uh not just in uh not in crypto but uh in traditional financial markets you know this, this has been happening since the 20s um and crypto was supposed to be that um uh safe haven from that it was supposed to be like more open transparent so i really like what you said there about the openness and the transparency of, of of the protocol so maybe it's not necessarily about centralized versus centralization versus decentralization is about openness and transparency and being able to see the mechanics of the protocol seeing seeing what's happening and then as our own individual user being able to put 
able to identify because really what the issue here it, it was it was that it was so opaque you know he built his own back code into the protocol which meant that people in his company couldn't see him taking funds that's that's not an issue of centralization that's a that's a issue of just a complete fraudster being able to to defraud his own company and his own own users so um yeah so like, I'm I'm a, I'm a massive believer in just um, openness and and being way 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 more transparent uh, with your customers, and this for me that's not even just in financial markets that's in every single business. So I think that's where we need to push towards for sure. And the question of like regu- regulatory things as well, it's like um you know you can imagine the mom and pop user or the everyday user, you know, um they they don't necessarily have the the brains to. Um, look into the code and stuff you know shouldn't that be the responsibility of regulators as well yeah well so not necessarily the code but like, it needs to be open right so so imagine a few a few people in the industry set an industry standard for openness and being able to really communicate to, an, to a user what's happening right that's really valuable for a user if a couple of really big players start to do that then the whole industry is going to have to follow because otherwise they're just not going to get the user base so it's about people leading the industry. So uh, not necessarily the code. I mean, I wouldn't be able to read the code anyway, but it's just, I mean, it's, it's the same with us, right? So, um, I mean, this, this was even before crypto uh, in, in the funds, I in the venture capital funds I used to previously run is we just wanted to make a, a statement and be way more open with our investors and, and everyone than any other uh, fund would. So we'd, good day, bad day, whatever, we'd tell them. And it's just a way better way to go about running your business because even when you're having a bad day, most people, when most people would cover that up, if you're open about it, then people people jump in and help. So yeah, it's it's just, for me, it's just like a communication thing. And I was saying the same with Brave New Dow, right? Even though some elements of what we do is going to be centralized, for example, the due diligence of the individual loans, because that's such a big process and it needs so much um, work towards, it's still all going to be open. It's still going to be there for everyone to see. It's not, uh, and, and that, that's not necessarily something that's coded in. It's just like a core philosophy of everything we do. Um, yeah, that, that answers the question or not? Yeah, you sure did. I think we're going to wrap things up soon as we are approaching the hour. Um, Any additional comments from anyone else in the space? If not, then we can start wrapping up to um, conclusions and and finishing statements. Sorry, it's me. I think I slowed a little connection. Yeah, sure way. Um, Any additional comments? Um, If not, then um, any closing statements? Yeah, uh, I think looking ahead, uh, where do we where, where do we go from here? I think it definitely is a step back, uh, uh, back something, but I don't think it's a good. I think uh, this has cleared the space, which left the people um, to figure out what do we want. Like, if you if you're heading into Web three to gather money as much as you want. How does that mean? Is that is that satisfies you? I don't think this is uh, is gonna satisfy you uh, till the till the end of the day. How much is enough, right? So uh, fundamentally, I think this left left us to think uh, what do we really want. I think this is the best time to create because uh, you won't have to like just fancy resumes back to the Web two era to get uh, an eye on. Uh, uh, VC, you you don't have a, a fancy profile in Korea. You don't have to do that. 
you don't, you don't, you, you, you just, you can just have an idea to create with and uh, to rejoin the space and to 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 release the plant um, as you wish and gather and crowdfunding more easily comparing to Web two. I think looking ahead, it's 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 clear the space and uh, more clear space for builders now, and that's that's when I think Web Web three truly get the start of massive adoption to the web2 users so this is my final take cool thank you so much Wei. i really appreciate your thoughts um and uh, kai do you have any closing statements yeah i was thinking uh actually a lot of discussion been going on um on what uh what the impact would be uh, for the entire industry and uh, going forward, what builders would seek for and what users would look for. Um, it's like the two sides of the coin. And one side, you, you can, as a successful protocol or successful project, you can easily accumulate a lot of value in your um, in your project or in your code. Um, but that also put new requirements um, for how to establish trust and uh, how to um, since the value locked in the protocol is all the project is the, from users um, who put trust in you, um, how do you, um, how do you um, use or um, live up to that trust? Um, either centralized way or decentralized way. But um, now I guess it uh, it I just add more on the side of uh, decentralization, uh, where people would learn even from these bitter lessons um, to trust less um, human on um, centralized organization on um, um, narrative or from um, um, fancy background founders, uh, successful investors, but more on the code, on the mechanism design, on the openness of the protocol. Um, I guess, the, I don't know, This is, I, hopefully this is the last lesson we need. But uh, I guess going forward, there will still be, um, <laughs> still be similar traps or similar scandals come up. Um, the, um, the consequence of this event is still uh, is still going on, um, and uh, yeah, I will see. Um, maybe in a half year or even longer, uh, what the entire community or what the Web three world would uh, evolve into. Uh, that would be um, an interesting thing to. Um, yeah, to stay on the table and look and watch. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much for that. And Drew, last, uh, lucky last. Yeah, I, I don't have uh, too much to, to close with, but um, I, I really agree with you know a lot of the other speakers uh, on the points that they made. And I think now it's really, I really see like a lot of regulation probably coming. Um, I, I guess the two things I see is one's regulation and two is trust and how to reestablish the trust uh, because, you know, obviously the trust has, has been broken and especially for a lot of people who were um, probably like more mainstream, not really in crypto or Web3, but just, you know, mainstream people, I'm sure they've uh, really been spooked by this. Uh, so I think like right now we really need um, a much tighter uh, regulation framework um, that can enable uh, the trust to reemerge. Um, and then find, you know, like real use cases uh, so that Web3 can really take off um, and, and take more mainstream adoption uh, and, and, and play a much larger role in our lives. 
So yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for uh, having us. It was it was great to chat with everyone. Cole and Harry, I see your mic unmuted. Uh, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, no, I, just, I just wanted to echo that point. I think I said it before, but uh, like, um, uh, it's it's really important we use Web three to drive like real world use cases. You know, real stuff. I think a lot of people because of the the the, the extended bull run and everything that's happened, we got a lot of people got very used to just creating value out of thin air. And what that led to was a lot of scam projects, a lot of just mismanaged projects, like three hours capital, all this kind of stuff. We need to step back and really look at what Web3 was built for, which is doing things that we already did, but just in a much better way. And and kind of, yeah, as I said, generating real world use cases. So so in my opinion, Web3, Web3 you need to look at Web3 as the back end, not the front end. So, for example, with Brave New Dow, what we do is we we're, we're climate tech investors, right? We're a climate tech fund. We're helping real world climate technology projects scale, but we're operating the fund in just a much better, more efficient way with Web three, uh, and and the same with you guys, right? With the identity thing, is that like people have had identities before, like uh, and so you've got your identity and, and and you're interacting with other people through through your. Pro- protocol but it's still the back end you know so so it's really about finding these real world cases and where web3 makes sense and where it doesn't and for me i think web3 is always 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 the tech it's not the it's not the use if if that makes sense so yeah just a really really important period of rebuild it's going to take a while but um yeah very very excited um just look at this as an opportunity to kind of like re 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 reevaluate everything and and build back in a in a, a stronger way but yeah, thanks for the space, dude. Um, really appreciate you having me. No worries. Well, thanks everyone for joining. Thanks um, to the audience and the panelists for tuning in. Um, it's been very insightful. And I'm sure a lot of the audience members have you know, gained a lot from this. I think, um, yeah, it was too big of an issue to kind of um, ignore. So um, really appreciate all your thoughts and, and, and ideas and everything. Uh, having a lot of exciting things happening over at Mutopia Space, obviously with FIFA World Cup happening in the next... Um, week or so in the next couple of weeks um have we're running a couple of campaigns through the use of soulbound tokens so for those folks that are listening or any of the panelists that are involved um be sure to check it check us out follow us on um twitter at metopia metopian and for those folks that are coming in from the galaxy side of things um be sure to join the discord channel at um, metopia you can find that in our profile Um, But yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. I am going to mute my mic and then uh, close the space in about a minute. So thanks everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks. I just uh, have this last thing to share. I think uh, I encourage everyone to get yourself a hardware wallet. It's an essential thing. Let's just now wait uh, another outburst of violence and then you're at your oil losses again. I think just protect, uh, protect yourself. And be a truly wealth three season instead of on your own key. Yeah. Bye bye. Thank you everyone.